But is it fixed now, though? Are you fixed and up and running now? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we still haven't figured out any sort of intro for this stuff. It's just, what do we do as an intro? Just ba da ba ba da ba ba. It's us. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We could uh, just do a quick off the cuff intro. Hey, welcome to another episode of the NPCs. You know. Just... <laughs> You're more than welcome to come up with an intro too. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't always have to be me. I don't have to be the one to to always come up with something. It doesn't even have to be the long scripts that I used to do for the topic episodes where, you know, it all tied itself together because that even right. itself was a bit of a chore. But there we go. There's our there's our opening for tonight. So, hey, guys, <laughs> it is us, the NPCs, Kyle and Travis. And, of course, uh, it is a Saturday night. It is what is today? Today is April 17th. 17th. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. I can't believe we're already – uh, just under four months into 2021, and and yeah. everything's still on fire, you know. Yeah, yeah. The at world least not is burning. <laughs> yeah, at least even in the world of video cards, to. still. Yeah, Jesus so, God. So talk about that again, because you were you were talking about that when we uh, just before we started recording was about your uh, your GPU and the thermal throttling. So what what happened with your insane one million dollar rig? And yeah, I'm yeah, curious to I, hear again. I'm not actually sure what was going on. Uh, during the uh, live stream, I was doing recording and uh, streaming along with, uh, you know, just max settings on everything, of course, because it's a 3090. I should be able to do that. Um, yeah, should. Should and could. But and I don't would. know. I, mean... I, I, it thermal throttled and actually crashed on me. So, hmm. like... And I tried to alt-tab back into it because the window was still open uh, mm -hmm. for the game. And I was just like, okay, well, maybe... Because on, on the stream, if I were to alt-tab back over to OBS, it was mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, the game's still going. And I was like, okay, cool. So I alt-tabbed back into the game and nothing. It it was completely black. So it, it hard crashed. And yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. I, I ran this... Uh, it's an MSI utility that just came with it, but was I it Afterburner? Uh, I'm not certain. I mean, Afterburner uh, is made by MSI, but any anybody can use it. Like, I don't have an MSI device in my computer at all, but I can use it for setting up the overclocking, monitor overclocking, mo monitor usage. Like, that's how I actually was trying to trend my problems with Cyberpunk uh, at the end of last year was using Afterburner. Uh. Yeah, see, this is on my Dragon Center because uh, that's how I mm, do all my uh, okay. lighting effects and everything for my RGB. And that was it. Uh, there we go. It was all yeah. the RGB. Well, it, it, maybe it was probably, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a cooler booster that uh, it's part of the the Zero Frozer um, cooling that they that you can control on the the uh, Dragon Center and. 
after I ran that, it ran just fine. I don't know if I should run it like after it's been throttling, but uh, I figure, what the hell? What were your <laughs> it's what were your temps at right though? Like when you were fi- when you found that it was throttling, what did your temps actually get up to? Uh I was like ninety two, ninety three. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. I was the same way too when we were streaming. I think I was it's got a fail 90C. safe though. It yeah, could. I, most I of them do. That's got what fail safe. Well, that's what thermal throttling is, is fail safe anyways, that it gets yeah. too hot. So it's got to down clock you a little bit. But I almost wonder, and you might want to look at this. Did your brother actually help you with the OBS setup or was that just you poking and prodding? No, around? That, that was just me poking and prodding around. Okay. I mean, the 3090 so. shouldn't really have struggled that bad or gotten that hot. But what you might want to do is look and see where your encoding was actually happening in OBS. Was it happening on the graphics card or was it happening on the CPU? Because usually it's the software-based encoding settings are usually on the CPU. And then Mm -hmm. there's options for choosing um, the hardware-based encoding, which will default to the graphics card. But it shouldn't have been that much, though, because like you said, a 3090 is what you've got. And then your processor is what, a a Ryzen 7? 3900 or something? Ryzen Ryzen 9. Okay. Yeah, so then you like literally, regardless of which one you did the encoding on, you should have been just fine. So maybe did you forget to peel the plastic somewhere off of your GPU before you put it in? God, I hope not. <laughs> of course, I could always just pop the door and check. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, I'm I fairly certain did. I didn't, though. I definitely don't think the plastic is to blame. I just was kind of throwing it out there as a potential that it's like, hmm, I wonder, and here it is, you know, your your graphics card just shrink wrapping itself with the plastic bits right. around it. You know, I, I honestly think just there might be a couple tweaks. You might want to take a look at some driver stuff just to be sure again, too. And yeah. what you may want to do, I know we're kind of getting into the warmer months here, at least at some point, regardless of whatever happens with what's going on right now outside with the snow and mm-hmm. cold and shit. But you might want to run through and do some more of those hardcore benchmarks like if you can pick up a pc mark off of um um off of steam um Mm -hmm. because i've got both of those on my computer here what is it there's pc mark and then there's another one um but they've all bench not cinebench you can get cinebench but i think that's cpu bound not gpu bound uh Uh, let's do some clickety clackities here for the recording and, (laughs) and take a look at my library but i'm trying to remember let's see software uh 3d mark uh is one that does specifically for like a combination gpu cpu for looking at your um looking at your frame rates looking at how it handles the different types of processing for the particle effects and such pc mark is more like your well-rounded uh benchmarking suite to be able to go ahead and test kind of a my rate of things it doesn't do like your hardcore gaming stuff that's where i'm going to say 3d mark is going to be your best best bet and usually they sell them in a bundle yeah but it might be worth it like if you can figure out where something's tweaked weird like maybe try to set everything to auto on your computer your whatever it is for your cpu so it's not trying to overclock your gpu so mm-hmm. at least it's trying to stick it like whatever um clocks there are like right out of the box then run the benchmark and see what it does if it starts to thermal throttle it will be pretty noticeable especially in the uh graphs and information at the end of the benchmark but it might be worth right. it to see what's going on. I mean, worst case, who knows? You might just need to work yeah. on your airflow instead or do like I think you said. It's an airflow issue, honestly. Rip your side panel off. Just just do that. Or or be that person who likes the open air, like work benches, test benches, you know, get the just that sitting out. Oh Jesus. Yeah. 
or wall mount no, it. No, not not with where I live, right next to that that uh, creek. That's so dusty over here, dude. Oh yeah, and it'd be worse, especially with everything that gets yeah. kicked up when things start flooding again, too. Yeah, don't get me you wrong. Know, there, there's a there's a the few air. cool ones. Like I saw a thermal take the other day. That's pretty sick. But that's yeah. the one I've been looking at. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind having it mounted, but then it's like, okay, once it's up there, how do I run the cables properly so I don't look like an asshole to myself? You know, because cable <laughs> management's a bitch. Like, right. I cable manage the back behind my desk here, just doing my best to make sure that at least it was nice and neat. And I picked up some really cheap, like, cable wrap stuff. You can use it in your computer to bunch your cables up together, you know, for mm-hmm. some better cable management. You can use it outside. I use it here, and it looks great. But I did such a good job, and there's stuff I need to move around. I'm one of those people that I don't want to be an asshole to myself and take it apart to be able to move things around. So I'm suffering by not uh, tearing apart and changing anything. (laughs) But again, yeah, if I put something up on the wall, if I got that same case, I know exactly which one you're talking about. If I got that Mm -hmm. case and mounted that to my wall, I would want to make sure I'm not an asshole to myself. And it's like, do I bore a hole in the wall, run the cables through the wall out that way? Do um, Do I get one of those... Um, cable brackets that you actually put on the wall, you know, like the white strips that you see, you know, like they do in a classroom because it's the cheapest thing they could do. You know, do I do that? Uh, Do I go everything wireless, you know, um, or do I just completely get rid of all the computer stuff and just go back to my Series X and just go back to being a console player? Whoa. I know that's the last ditch, like, hate myself resort, but yeah, I, I, I won't, I don't know if I'll ever get, I promise I'll never get there. I won't. Because the fun thing is um, getting into some game stuff here is um, my daughter now, of course, we talked about this last week, was that I was showing her Mm Banjo-Kazooie. So she came – so last night, you know, with us, uh, we were streaming Overwatch. And as we were streaming Overwatch, I go to take a drink of my drink and I look over and there are these eyes just staring at me. And it's her and she's just right there. I know you you heard my reaction, so obviously you know what I'm talking about here. But um, for the audience, of course, I got to go back over it. But so she's standing right there just staring at me. It freaks me out. Of course, 930 at night. She'd already been in bed for like two and a half hours. It was like, what the hell? So she's hanging out with me. She's watching us play Overwatch. I step away to go put her to bed. Well, this morning, she really wants to play games again. So we go through the motions of just the, the morning and the afternoon. And so we finally get to a point in the late afternoon where um, her brother's off at a friend's place. Her other brother's playing games in his room. And uh, she's like, I want to play Overwatch. So I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. <laughs> so she hops in my lap. We get into Overwatch. I play a game. Or what is it? I play until I die. And then she takes over for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've i always known that there's been a struggle as a parent when trying to teach your children like how to do things in life and how to prepare them for life but nothing as a parent ever prepares you for teaching your kids how to play a game much less a game that has the stakes of being competitive like an overwatch game and even though we were just in quick play seriously just quick play i set it for flex we ended up as a tank so we played as diva uh we just oh my god there's nothing in the world that ever prepares you for the frustration of trying to teach a child on how to play a competitive game. It's like, <laughs> no, you need to go that way. The red people are who you want to shoot. This is this, there, there, and then dead. And it's like, okay, great. You know, and she actually did, shockingly, I think she stole the kill from somebody else, but she got a double kill as D.Va out of oh, mech. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, I, I cheered for her. I made her all excited because that way she knew what she was um, 
you know, that she was doing well, but oh my God, I, I, there's nothing that prepares you for that. You, you think potty, you think potty training, you think, um, you think getting ready for your first actual day of like real school. You think it gets into the teenage years with starting to work on, you know, the, the birds and the bees, the, the what, you know, you're going to be turning into as an adult, um, all the stuff preparing for going to college. No, 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 no. At the very top of that list is teaching your child how to play a competitive video game. Oh my God. So I forewarning <laughs> you, Kyle, if you ever get to that point with you and your fiance that you ever do end up actually having a kid, you have to prepare yourself at least for that. Everything else oh, man. walk in the park. Competitive games, not so much. <laughs> but we but we ended up jumping from there after about an hour or so. We jumped from there. Uh, set up her own Minecraft world on my computer. I mapped an Xbox controller because her hands are just small mm-hmm. enough, you know, three and a half, almost four. She can't use the keyboard right. and mouse. So I map an Xbox controller in Steam to uh, be able to play Minecraft. Um, so anytime she wants to play Minecraft on my computer, I can do that really quick. Um, I'm surprised they don't you know, have pre uh, preloaded uh, controller settings for that game. The problem, though, was that Minecraft is not a game that is sold on Steam. And so the controller profiles appear to be more tied into games that are actually in Steam. So you have to add Minecraft as a non-Steam game, and then it gives you the option for controller configuration after that. So I had to go look at a guide for um, what people were saying. It's like, okay, this is the best, you know, mapping situation. And I I think I got it one-to-one with what you see on the Xbox version, which she's played before. Mm -hmm. So that way, at least she goes and grabs a controller and she knows what she's doing, which is great. Um, right. So she played that for a little bit. She was very thankful because I did the controller for it. Fits better in her hand. And then she's like, I want to play Mario next. I'm like, girl, you know, <laughs> you're getting like you're 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 hitting this heart really hard here right now with jumping around. I love it very much. And I'm glad <laughs> I can play video games with you. So we grab the Super Nintendo Classic from here. We go take it upstairs and hook it up to the big TV. We try some Mario Kart. She gets frustrated at that because she drives off the road and gets stuck on a wall. We mm-hmm. uh, Then we hop into Super Mario World, and she's dying really quick there. So I, I you know, and that that ended up stopping on our what we're playing because she's just, she's getting frustrated because it's not simple. It's not like these games on no. on a smartphone or a tablet where you just tap and just carry on to do things. You have to really right. pay attention. So... Yeah, so as we expand, of course, into what she's learning and playing, I think I really need to push back some more. And it's like, okay, Minecraft is a good way to learn in a in a 3D open world space without mm-hmm. much consequence, except, of course, you know, playing survival and the potential of drowning. And I keep it on peaceful for her because I don't want the mobs to throw her off yet. Let's just let's work her, build her up a little bit. Right. And then, of course, more about learning on the classics, though, too, because I think once you start getting the hand-eye coordination down in your old school platformers you know your your super mario world go back Mm. to sonic do some i mean mega man's frustrating in itself but it fits you know it kind of fits the bill as long as you can work through some of those and figure out the hand-eye coordination then we can start working maybe up more and more towards some of these bigger and better games um so that was the first thing i wanted to bring up game wise because of course we had what happened last night um and I know you've been playing a lot of Overwatch, though, so I'm going to pass it off to you mm-hmm. to tell me if you've been playing anything else, though, besides that. Uh, so I haven't played a ton. Uh, can I, I did continue on with some uh, more oh, Shadow Warrior. Um, I don't know. I, I just sometimes it's nice to have that mindless shooter in your life. 
other than that, I played a lot of Overwatch and I I picked up Atomicrops uh just this week. I've only Atomicrops. had a couple runs in it. Yeah, it's it, it it's kind of hard to explain. It it's like a roguelike game that has uh think if if Stardew Valley was more involved with going out and killing crap and uh looting <laughs> stuff and building up your farm and trying to do it as quick as you possibly can um that that's what the gameplay is kind of like but you 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 do have a gun uh while you're doing it and so while you're while you're playing uh during the day if you're not like doing farming and stuff the first thing you have to do is run out and go and try and attack stuff and get seeds for like potatoes and flowers and and try and grow crops <laughs> to sell to get better <laughs> weapons and better crops and a what lot of hell? it's really to like go one off real quick type thing you know yeah, I mean, like, it, I'm looking here, and it looks like I'm seeing some sort of, like, mutated, steroided out uh, Peter Rabbit right now as, like, some yeah. sort of giant-ass boss that you have to take down. And I I know you really like your roguelike games, but Jesus Christ, does this thing look, like, overly busy for a roguelike? Uh, this one is. I almost – I'll be honest. I Let me check how long I've played this. 25 minutes. Um and I, like I said, I've only got a couple runs in it. I'll, I'll probably do another run or two, but I've okay. honestly been thinking about returning it because it is really busy. I, it's hard to just, I don't know, pick up what's going on in the game. And I'll be honest, there was some initial whimsy with that opening am- animation that they have. Because okay. it looked very greatest war, or uh, bravest warriors, excuse me, um, and I thought that was kind of a fun series that that was on. Um, I think it was only online, but uh, whatever. Uh, but I don't know. It, just getting into the game, like seeing the gameplay, it looked really cool. But once you start actually playing it, it's like, man, it's just rush, 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 and and there's so much busy stuff on the screen. You'll run into a like an area to go attack stuff, and it's it's just madness. Like you'll go, and there'll be like two bases, mm-hmm. and like you'll you'll run over to one, and people from the other base will start coming up and attacking you. But then all of a sudden there will be this uh just random mob of like ten people that just they don't necessarily attack you if you, unless you're in the way, but they'll take up like most of the screen. And yeah, yeah, it's wow. just, it, it, it's crazy. It, and all your life is based on um, potatoes or something like that. I, I it's kind of convoluted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get lost in trying to figure out what's going on in all honesty. I, okay. and I've played the tutorial twice. <laughs> I, and that's yeah. not common for me. So yeah, that's, that is so, man, I, there's a lot of, convoluted things i've played in like you know regards to video games in my entire life but that just sounds like almost overkill like they really tried to like they had a great idea and they threw so much at it that it just became cumbersome well it's almost like they had two or three great ideas and they tried to mesh them together and then 
yeah, add way too much into them and it just blew up. I don't know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a closer peek at some of the video there because I'm sure the screenshots don't immediately do it justice. But looking at those, geez, it just seems it just seems excessively busy. And I, I've played roguelikes myself. I, 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 I just not a lot of them like you have, so mm-hmm. I can only go off of so much. But I'll, I'll at least take a peek at that. But what else? Yeah, have and you... I'm, I'm not even necessarily good at the roguelikes. I, mm-hmm. I think there's only been a couple of them that I've honestly like fully beat. But I, I just really enjoy them because of the nostalgia of the style of gameplay. You know, classic, uh, NES Genesis. Um, Super mm-hmm. NES era, like, and then the arcade stuff that that is so nostalgic of my childhood, you know? Right. What was the... I'm sure you, ta- you kind of feel that with some games, so... Oh, yeah, I mean, look at how many times I've played Super Mario World over again. Right. You know, it's it's just one of those things that, yeah, you get to playing that so quick. I Yeah, absolutely. Um, but oh, what was I going to say here? It Some of the screenshots there, what was it, uh... What's the game that we talked about in a previous topic episode? What was it? Zombies Ate My Parents or Zombies Ate My Neighbors or something like that? That was another one that it kind of reminded me of because the whole, like, going out and hunting with this, like, squirt gun style gun. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. That reminds me of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And it's Mm -hmm. very thematic being post-apocalyptic. You know, you, you take over a farm and all of a sudden nukes happen and... You still own this farm, and you got to make it happen even See? after the apocalypse. Exactly. So. That's exactly why I made the comparison there. Just it was looking, I was like, that definitely has that vibe. So yeah. for you, as a game that you played as a kid, you know, then wrap in all the roguelike stuff that you've played over the years, you know, this could definitely seem like your type of game. And then, oh my God, just too much going on. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me well, wrong, they're like, you look at games like Enter the Gungeon, and mm-hmm. there are times there is a ton going on on the on the screen, especially during some of the boss fights. There are so many bullets. It, it it's very reminiscent of a classic uh, shooter bullet hell style game, and that doesn't hold a candle to what what this game is. And maybe it's just the color and the fact that you know they tried to go back and do that that eight bit maybe 16-bit style graphic, and I don't know if it necessarily works with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, like, the problem is, though, is I think what it looks like they were maybe going for on there, besides just being the, the roguelike farming simulator, I guess, if that's really one, like, how you want to categorize it, but it looks almost like it tried to pull some of the same vibes that you get from the animation style in Stardew Valley. Like, or the mm-hmm. not same animation style, but the yeah, overall that, design and I guess animation goes into that too. But that's why, that, that's what, that's why like. one of the initial comparisons that I, that, that, that I tried to make was Stardew Valley. It's like, uh, yes, but mm-hmm. only, only minutely. I mean, that, well, I don't know. You, every, every day you go back to town or you have the opportunity to fly back to town and there there are like brides that are uh i guess you can get them or there there's girls you can seduce or whatever to be your bride and like mm-hmm. one of them's like a a rambo style bunny rabbit and yeah it's just it's bizarre <laughs> it uh, okay holy crap 
All right. Well, I will, for you, Kyle, I will go watch some videos of this. I will see exactly how truly chaotic this is. Cause like I said, I don't think those screenshots are doing it justice and I'll look at that there, but man. Okay. What else have you delved into in the past week then too? Mostly just our, uh, overwatch endeavors. Yeehaw. Um, Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, and that's been all right. I was actually, again, what really shocked me, I think, the most, though, especially for how much over the years we've talked about our love of Overwatch. And, and you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we had an entire episode dedicated to ranking the Overwatch characters, you know, from from 32 to 1. And it was a surprise for me when we went in to go stream that you had never played any of the actual events, at least, you know, the non-holiday events, the stuff with archives. Mm-hmm. That was a surprise. So what was your takeaway from there playing those this week? Like, did you, how did you feel playing them? Did you feel like you actually had a pretty good experience with it? Did it feel like something was missing? I really enjoyed it. Um, Honestly, uh, other than the, the fact that the AI is really dumb, which I knew going into it was a common complaint. Granted, when you go into the uh, harder levels, the hard and the expert, um, yeah, that they're they're a bit smarter, but you you still have AI that that will run up and stand there and don't they they don't do anything but stand there and shoot and it, it's almost like the uh, difference between the difficulties is on the easier difficulties they don't move as much because sometimes they will move but then they stand there and shoot and on the easier difficulties they don't do that and they miss a lot. And that's about it. Um, I don't know. It made me really excited for uh, Overwatch 2 because I know that that's probably what the uh, co-op campaigns are going to be like. It Going into them will be like the uh, Archives events. And I, I think it'll be fun. They'll be enjoyable. Uh, I mean, you think about it. We, we've already done that with games and made full games out of them with, like, Left 4 Dead, uh, World War Z. Granted, they are just zombie-style games that, you know, it's a squad-based, objective, first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. But it has been done, and it's been successful. And I think Overwatch, you know, going forward will be more, su- more successful doing that um, in addition to the multiplayer. I gotcha. Yeah, that I I can it, see where it, it you're... really it really amped up my excitement for it because I I feel like that's what it's gonna be like. Yeah, and that's my that's my absolute hope too. I've I've played all these events when they originally dropped, so of course the um the first one I don't think introduced any new characters, which was uh, Uprising. The second one with um I can't remember if it's I think it's Retribution. Um, I think that was where Moira was really kind of like first introduced, at least mm-hmm. a little bit more emphasis on her. And then, of course, the third one, um, what was it Storm Rising, I think is what it is, uh, was where Baptiste was introduced. So they've at least right. tied some of it into, you know, not only the story progression, but also um, the introduction of some new characters, at least in a couple of ways. Uh, but I agree with you on that, that I, it does make me more excited, of course, for what we could see come up in Overwatch 2, mm-hmm. where I'm little bit concerned about though because they've really put the emphasis on the the story stuff for overwatch 2 where i'm concerned at is that the events that we 
have just played, the three that have been out so far with mm-hmm. the what archives has been, um, are short. Like it seems like we you can make it uh, through those really quick. And of course, a lot of the reason you can make it through quick anyway. Um, or, I mean, you can't make it through any faster because, of course, it's bound to, like, the certain areas you can only get to at a, a particular point in time. You know, it keeps mm-hmm. you kind of held back on some things. But that's what has me concerned going into Overwatch 2 is that Overwatch has always been this this 6v6 uh, class-based combat. Um, and now, of course, it's it branched out to the story stuff, which is great. It's got this awesome universe going on behind it, too, that they've developed. But... For the story stuff that they've put out, it has been short. And I'm concerned that once we go in, are we going to get delivered basically a Overwatch refresh with just more event-type stories, you know, at least in regards to their actual length? That's what has me worried about paying 60 bucks going into a second release of this game or a se- uh, or the second – yeah, the second game in the series. Well, yeah, just the wonder if, you know, we're going to get a couple extra levels and – lighting of weather and then the 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 couple maybe four co-op levels and then the events are going to be the same i i've had that worry um especially with it being blizzard you know you look at how many times they put out diablo 3 um Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good point every time they've charged what uh well maybe not every time 60 bucks but at least twice they've they've charged 60 dollars for it uh, for a release on it. So yeah, exactly. I'm. I think where my biggest overall uh, curiosity is going to be at is just on if the story stuff has true replayability. You know, even mm-hmm. as you make it through the difficulties, because um, I'm guessing that it's going to be, hey, you want to play story here? It's like, OK, well, let's put it up to the expert difficulty and then you can play it with as much chaos as possible. You know, it's going to be that type of challenge. What I'm curious, though, is how well it's going to sit there for replayability, but also how well these new um skill-based things you can actually change on a character itself like you know they talked about the rumor where um Junkrat could actually have two cannons like two of his grenade launchers oh, yeah, yeah. um i know they made some comments about some other characters there too but i, I Junkrat's the one that sits on my head because you think two grenade launchers from him is just chaotic anyway so it's like does that mean that yeah. he loses his ability to throw down a landmine that he can not only damage other people but also throw himself you know what's that do for rip tire um or what but, if he loses both uh, landmine and traps? Just to have two grenade launchers, you know? Exactly. Oh, exactly, exactly. And of course, but that's all. That's all part of that skill selection, anyway. That as you go up, so you can always remap right. your characters. And that looks like that's going to be the story mission stuff, the the co op stuff, but not necessarily your standard as we know it today. Overwatch. That's going to stay the same because you're going to have the bridge between Overwatch One and Overwatch Two, where you're going to be able to play on both uh, games with each other, you know, except mm-hmm. for the new stuff. That, that's the big thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. In in that aspect, I as far as the staleness of it and, you know, the character customization, I, I look at how, once again, at Diablo, they're still supporting that game. They're still putting out new seasons content. And, you know, we have Diablo 4... And the remake of Diablo 2 on our doorstep, practically. Mm-hmm. Um, Diablo 2 is coming out here in just 
uh, what a month or two probably, or at, sometime this year for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact date. Um, I don't either. But I, I mean, they they still support Diablo three heavily. So and and the fact that they're still going to support Overwatch one, I think the that means that going forward into Overwatch two them saying they're going to do more means they're not only going to just do more for the game, but I think we're going to see more change-ups more often, you know, more more content coming. Even if, the, you know, they, they have to take out and switch out content, I'd be okay with that as long as we get, you know, a constant flux of things going on. Like, not just seasons for competitive, but we get seasons for the actual stories, and they, they yeah. refresh and roll out different story missions to at least flesh it out more. Otherwise, you're going to end up probably seeing Overwatch 2 as, unfortunately, probably a flop if that ends up happening. You know, it's like, yeah. why pay 60 bucks when this part of the game that they've been touting is going to be this big refresh and revitalization to introduce the the single-player stuff? How's that going to handle it? You know, it's like if this is all this is all you get, you get this this small amount of it, and there's no plans for stuff going forward, and all you can really do is, you know, are a lot more of the focus is still on the multiplayer. You know, your standard what we have now is it worth sixty bucks then? And I don't know, but because we haven't heard anything on Overwatch two, like really heard anything on Overwatch mm-hmm. two, um, you know, I guess the 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 sky's the limit at the moment on what we can see. And honestly, I think with Overwatch 2, and this this is going to be the big thing because I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, so many people have gone and said, you know, well, it could just be an expansion. Why don't they just make it an expansion? Mm -hmm. I I feel like playing with your Overwatch 1 players is going to be a mode. Like, you're going to have to select it to be able to play with those characters because it's going to be like a backwards compatibility for the game. Well, they've already said, outside of new characters not being available um, to them, because Echo was the last one for Overwatch Mm -hmm. 1, they have at least said that the skins are going to be... um, Between the two, so any new skins they release for Overwatch 2 are going to be available in Overwatch Mm -hmm. 1. Um, They did not – that's – I hate to say that's as far as it goes, but that's, I believe, as far as it does go right now. So anything that they might have for new maps as they relate to your your standard multiplayer right now, your standard um, Mm -hmm. Overwatch, then that's where it's going to be interesting enough is that it's like for you to play with Overwatch – one players right now it's like do you have to switch it to classic mode or something to be able to actually just play that map rotation you know and then completely nix out a whole group of people because i can see it already that day one when overwatch 2 does drop that you're not going to see a lot of that cross compatibility being enabled by people unless blizzard forces Mm -hmm. it and says you have to play in these rotations you have to play with this set but again until we get more info we just can speculate as much you know yeah, got. no, I, I guarantee you day one, there are going to be so many people that want to experience, you know, the co-op modes that experience multiplayer with mm-hmm. with weather, with different, you know, the the new maps with, you know, different lighting effects, you know, that they, they, they're going to be adding so much more. So. Oh, agreed. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It will be. Again, I'm cautiously optimistic just to see what really does come of overwatch 2 and i'm hoping we'll get some more information sometime especially around the e3 period god you say cautiously optimistic and it just makes me 
cringe a little bit because I think about my Warcraft three purchase and I'm like, oh god. Yeah, I know. That's what kind of well the Don't bonus though at least again, is that Blizzard. it's the bonus them is that it's not like them re-releasing Overwatch as some other version, you know, because it's been it hasn't it's been five years now since Overwatch one has been out so i don't you know we're not getting a refresh we're just getting a continuation if, if in like right 10 years we get overwatch the the remastered edition for whatever god forsaken reason we get that sure but right now overwatch classic <laughs> god okay sure why not yeah um yeah. okay so a lot okay so you were okay so you're playing the farming roguelike stuff and just a metric fuck ton of overwatch then uh yeah i i'm trying to think if there was anything else that i really played i was scrolling my my list on uh steam and i mean i i played some unreal gold which of course being you know a game from like 1995 98 something like that runs phenomenal <laughs> on this computer so i mean it's not really anything to brag about i mean i i've beat it probably 20 times when i was a kid so i i fiddled around on that a little bit but yeah there really hasn't been a whole lot going on as far as gaming just busy with other stuff uh during the week yeah i get you there yeah um like for me i like we had talked about previously like i was going to um you know i was looking at this as like i wonder how this actually has been doing so far especially with um our um you know our talk about Warzone and that kind of getting a little burned out i did reinstall battlefield mm -hmm. 4 and all of its um expansions that came out for multiplayer and mm -hmm. i will tell you right now I have not been able to get into an official server yet. For that's the first oh, thing. Wow. Like I, I go and just do a standard just search for playing on something and it doesn't bring me up anything. I actually have to go to the find a server option and actually look through community servers. And of course there's a lot of them there because you can get the some sort of server pack set up so you can do it yourself and have things going mm -hmm. on nice and happy. But yeah, that I had to go that way and I did it. Um so the first things I'll mention here about Battlefield 4, at least after having not played it for probably about three years now, maybe. Um, first and foremost is they changed how the launcher works now. So it doesn't actually boot you into a web browser when you mm -hmm. open it, because that was actually how you had to select um, what server you were going to, how to build your loadouts and such. Now that actually is in a new launcher which is a desktop launcher that includes Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, and surprisingly, but it says coming soon, is Battlefield Hardline. Like anybody who's played that game huh. in so long, too. That's the that's the police SWAT team one. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I actually do like that one. <laughs> I wasn't I just I wanted to make sure at least it was there. You looked a little confused. That's oh, why yeah. I was as a no, refresher. I, so, I, okay. I'm just surprised that it said coming soon, because that yeah. that's like Ancient. maybe well maybe we've got like a, a remastered version maybe that's what the next battlefield actually is is they're doing battlefield 6 is hardline 2 or whatever huh. i don't know anyway so there's that um you know so i was able to get into a multiplayer game after i chose a community server and of course you know you i always like the big conquest ones the ones where the map is larger you can expect potentially up to 64 players on a map which you know for us right, nowadays right. like Warzone is 150 so it's like you know back that was pretty good uh, so I've been, um, 
toying around in there and, and trying to play as best I can, it is really hard to break away from trying to play like I was in Warzone. It's bad. It's my hands are like, and my finger movements and that are just really wanting to go and like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna crouch slide here. Not a thing. Doesn't exist. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you know for me. I always rely on that. You know, there's the reliability of being able to switch between weapons fast enough. No, it's it's it feels slow as hell to be able to switch to a new weapon. I ran into an instance where I had one guy in front of me. I had him down to like five health and I ran out of bullets in one weapon. and I just didn't want to reload. So I go to switch to my pistol. It was slow. It just took forever to just get to my pistol. It felt like compared to playing oh, these other fast yeah, games. Battlefield, all the guns feel like they, they actually have weight. You go to pick up or you go to like switch to your rifle and it's like you actually have to like right. hoist it out and like well, shoulder it and it's like dang well warzone's the same way with with like your um your rocket launchers your rpgs and your like light machine guns but yeah but it seems like it definitely has a much better reaction to actually getting that up and going compared to what it is in battlefield 4 so i died right. and have since died a lot and it's just it's a it is a chore to play but i'm going to keep on trying to like just push at it a bit um, especially in hopes of the next Battlefield coming out, that it does end up being a more modern war-type setting and is not back to World right. War II or World War One. It's it's just the way it was when they left it with Battlefield Four, and and their battle royale mode ends up being you know pretty neat. So I tried that. Um, I did get Titanfall Two installed on my computer. Um, you know, after getting through that issue this last week, that's now solved and over with. And it, it's Titanfall Two on PC. What? Well, there's really nothing else that needs to be said. It plays the same way. The only thing is that um, because I have Titanfall 2 on my Xbox Series X through EA Play and I was able to get it on my PC through EA Play, um, unfortunately, it doesn't link up any of the progress I made on Series X. So anything I've unlocked on there hasn't carried over. So I can't oh. uh, I can't get any skins, any weapons, any um, anything I've unlocked so far over to the PC side. So I kind of have to start over again, but it's whatever. It's such as life because i've only got it for the multiplayer i beat the story i'm good right. there for now uh but in the grand scheme of new games i actually did get one under my belt um and actually was playing it before we started recording oh, and that yeah? is uh genesis noir i had s uh, i saw that that was on game pass yep yeah yep. what is that like so genesis noir uh, I didn't really look up anything before this. I had seen that like Giant Bomb had done a video. I saw a couple things pop up here and there about it. So I'm like, okay, I'll go get it. I'll put it on here and I'll try it out. So Genesis Noir uh -huh. has the art style and music of it, very similar to what you'd see like for um, the style of like the 20s and the thir early 30s. Um, you know, like with the jazz, with the um, with the the larger hats, you know, for the guys and the the trench coats. Um, it starts out with. You coming in with kind of a story about physics and these unknown realities that are that are separate from what we know now, and you know that we didn't know anything about what happened before the Big Bang. There's that's a question mm. that will never be answered, at least in in probably ever. So it, it starts off with with monologues like that on the screen that you have to read through, or not monologue, but just paragraphs you have to read through up on the screen it's like okay that's interesting so it starts off with you um playing as what appears to be just someone who's down on their luck on the streets and one of the things you do is you're actually like selling watches out of your trench coat 
Um, you know, you're open up the trench coat, you got the whole, like, you got your Rolexes, you've got everything else there. And so as you start out, you're grabbing people off the street, you're selling to them, get some money. Um, and, uh, that's kind of where things just kick off at, like, I guess the, um, time changes, um, and you end up going off and like hopping through like a, um, a clock tower, like opening up the side of it to get inside to where your apartment is. Um, but, uh, from there, it ends up moving on to um, – no, oh, let me let me, let me kind of kick back here a little bit on this. This game is a point-and-click adventure. So this oh, playing okay. it with a, playing with a controller, yeah, it's you're effectively just – you can move your character around in, in some points of the game itself, but you're actually moving the joystick around as like a mouse cursor and actually looking mm-hmm. for different things to select, to move around, to, to uh-huh. adjust, to, to tweak, to, to do whatever, to be able to progress along. So I should have said that there at the beginning, but that's, yeah. Um, but where this all revolves around, at least, um, is that your character is in some kind of relationship with this jazz singer named Miss Mass. And you got at one at right there at the clock tower, you're calling over to her um, to her place. You end up like hearing some sort of scuffle or whatever on the other side of the phone. So you go over to see what's going on. She's throwing stuff out the window. And as soon as you walk in this this guy with this massive pompadour, at least in the art style there, you know, it, it's pretty easy to tell what it is. He shoots her. But your uh, character is able to somehow warp reality and slow everything down and stop it. So you're actually, you see her get shot, but you're able to go ahead and bring things back to a certain point. And what the whole point of the game is being called Genesis Duar is that it's actually talking about the big bang. And as you go through the motions of how the big bang actually progressed, where it was, you know, from nothingness to X amount of thousands years later to so on and so forth. Um, and you have to go through and basically you're doing these adventures, trying to find a way to save Miss Mass, your 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 lover, your woman, whoever it is that she really is. It, it, it just seems like that's the case. You're trying to save her from the Big Bang itself, which the Big Bang is this guy, like the gun itself is like what caused it. Um and throughout the different puzzles that you're doing in there, or not necessarily puzzles, again, it's more point and click. You don't have to really deduce anything. It's just following along with where you can. It, it's it's linear anyway. Um, you're doing the things, though, that you would that f- uh, physicists and scientists and astronomers and that have been able to deduce about the Big Bang so far. At least, you know, these are the time periods that probably like these things happened with um, um, with. Uh, stars being formed with uh, with planets being built up. So I got to mm-hmm. a point now where they're talking about um, single celled organisms, and um, what I had been doing was this puzzle thing to link up these different glowing orbs, these yellow ones and these white ones, uh, to link up to these black ones. You got to do it in a right order. And I got to one where I ended up creating a double helix, you know, a, a DNA strand essentially. Right. So it's having you kind of go through the entire motions of of building essentially what the universe is at that point to be able to figure out a way to save your significant other by using a black hole, I guess, to to take this person down. Um, it, it's almost like they're trying to explain what the universe was like before the Big Bang and what happened up in that time period as the as the universe was expanding from the Big Bang um, in, in this war. 20s 30s jazz type setting um interesting yeah it's i'm probably not doing it justice with the way i'm explaining it um 
I really like the art I, style. I'm definitely gonna have to check yeah. that one out. I like the art style. I don't know. Like, I gotta look this up because this was in my head getting prepped for talking about stuff. Um, let's see. Is this? A, let's see. Uh, I don't want to say it yet because I want to make sure this is right. Um, yeah, Art Deco. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So the the actual like type of um, uh, animation, uh, the drawings that they're in here are very Art Deco style to really meet that time period. And then the jazz that you actually get playing throughout, though, too, um, you know, it, it hits at the right spots. It's very comforting when you're playing it. It doesn't seem to uh, burden the game whatsoever. That's what it revolves around is the guy who actually pulled the trigger is some sort of very popular saxophone player. Um, and then, of course, Miss Mass, besides just being this singer in a jazz band, also happens to be a, a god or a goddess or something like that. And it, it's yeah, that's about as much as I can explain because I've only huh. played about um, – what is it? Probably about 45 minutes to an hour. It's a three hour long game. It, uh, according to at least what I've read online for playthroughs, it's about that long. Okay. Yeah. But it is Game Pass. It's it's included there. It's um, it's just very Sounds like bizarre. one that's definitely worth playing on PC. Probably at least just because of the point and click stuff because um, mm-hmm. it sometimes is easier to I would say with those with those games on PC to get around because I will say I did have to go look at a walkthrough because I was stuck at this one point of looking at materials on a wall and it's like okay I'm here and I'm doing that do I have to select things here on one of these things on the wall because it's like showing it's like the guy wrote out his plan on what he's going to do and I'm going around trying to figure out it's like do I do I click here am I looking for this am I looking for something else and I couldn't figure out how to get past it it was just simple enough as moving the cursor to the other side of the screen and it changed the shape of it to a different type of arrow and you just tap a on that and it flipped back over to where you need to be next you know it wasn't huh. it doesn't after X amount of time sitting there give you a hint to say hey go that way go um you know push yourself this way to um, um you know to, to carry on if you get stuck right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh I I will say your uh your your Titanfall story did remind me of something uh with the EA. I found out Uh-oh. that the whole thing with my EA is a long time ago, back on three sixty, y- you had to create your Xbox Live profile uh, this might have even been back with uh, original Xbox because mm-hmm. I had Xbox Live on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you had to create your um, your Xbox Live profile with an Outlook, a Hotmail, or what was it? A uh, a Live account. Yeah, there was out. There was. Uh, I don't know if Outlook was available at that point in time for like original Xbox, but there was Hotmail, there was MSN, there was Live. Yeah, I, right. I had a Hotmail account, and I still do to this day, specifically for that. Right, mm-hmm. and I I think they may have changed that now, but at one point when you were linking games, they automatically linked an EA account to your profile. So. The reason I couldn't link my stuff up is because I have a separate EA account linked to my Xbox profile, apparently. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's why when I was going through trying to uh, link up my uh, Xbox or my or create an, uh, I, I want to say an Origin account mm-hmm. on my PC, I was like, why is my name taken? 
no one uses my name. This is my name. <laughs> and so. it was and it was determined that it was just you as a kid with your Xbox setting something up and linking things together and then yeah, forgetting like, about it. You know, fifteen years ago or whatever. <laughs> just I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it on and yeah, I've I've had that hotmail since I was like psh, ten and long long time ago back when gmail uh was invite only i got an invite from a friend and i was like oh man i gotta covet this but you know now it's it's just free to sign up for but is it it fixed now though whatever are you fixed and up and running now uh no (laughs) i i can be (laughs) okay it's it's a pain i'll be honest um there, it, there's been this hassle where EA will actually try and start um, one or, one or the other. Um, so I have to make sure that I'm logged into both EA accounts. Um, after, so I have to log into one, log out, log into the other one, log out, and then log into the one that I'm going to be playing on. Um, so. If it's, uh, well, when I say the one I'm going to be playing on, if I'm playing on, like, say, Titanfall, I, then I have to log on to EA Access. Mm-hmm. But if I'm playing on Origin, then I have to log out, log out, log into my uh, other profile on both of them, and then log into Origin to be able to start playing. I, I okay. I don't envy you yeah. one bit. I'm glad that. So thanks, EA. I, yeah, I say I'm <laughs> glad I don't have that problem. So, so what you're saying is we'll never be able to play Titanfall two on PC because of the oh chaos. no, I can get it up and running. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I'll, I'll be totally frank. I almost just bought it. I was just like, you know what? This is gonna be a pain in my ass. <laughs> Maybe I'll just buy it. <laughs> oh, I, I've already geez. bought it for. I don't know how many people, because at one point on, or shoot, like every uh, three weeks or so, it goes on sale on Xbox for like $3. Oh, trust me, you and Preston and and even Dan yelled at me enough about not getting that game when it was on sale. And now I'm just kind of like glad that I didn't. You know, I'm glad that... that that uh now game pass free, ultimate so. is a thing and it's free so i only have to sacrifice 15 dollars a month and i've got to say with the kids playing as many games as they have been lately it's worth it so i'm glad i didn't right. follow that advice to spend a whole three dollars just to spend 15 a month <laughs> 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 oh but yeah but if you do go check out genesis noir if you can and let yeah, me know what you up, think of it uh, download that tonight yeah, let me know what you think of it. I don't think I'm going to play it again tonight. I don't think I have the the patience for it. I think I just want to go shoot some things tonight because that's that's the sane adult thing to do, right? I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll uh, delete the medium to make room for Genesis Noir, even though I don't need any room because I've got it. <laughs> but I'm going to delete the medium because i did not like that game i'm uh, i'm pretty sure i'm like three quarters of the way through it i'm as, never gonna complete as long it. as you're not one who's playing outriders right now and getting yourself screwed over on the save issues and you know the other problems that they had been having with that too you know i i had preloaded that to because it was on game pa- it, it, well it is on game pass mm-hmm. um and i preloaded it to my xbox 
but I have yet to turn it on and start it because of that issue. Yeah, there was one guy I was reading about who had 93 hours already of progression time in that game, and everything was gone. Yeah, no chance of recovery. God, that sucks. That's terrible. No kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, you would think they would have it backed up on a on a server on their end, but uh, that'd be no. too easy. No, not one bit. Nope. <laughs> but that was, uh, I mean, out of everything gaming wise this week, that's been that's honestly been everything. I'm still dealing with stupid crap with the car right now. Um, of course, just just everything just it doesn't stop you know with it's making sure the kids are okay in school it's making sure the wife and i are doing okay making sure that stuff at work isn't blowing up enough you know it's uh, or blowing up at all um it's all that so i'm right there with you man that it's like it's like how do we space this out and at least i think what i'm very appreciative of is at least that we this last week that you and i were able to play overwatch as much as we were and you were able to at least experience the the events you know and Oh, I, yeah. I hope that at least with Overwatch 2 coming out, we're going to be able to play through the story stuff together and and hopefully have uh, equal to or better of an experience, you know, especially if you can have your Definitely. especially if you can have your your waifu may available and, and run around as <laughs> run around in the story mode as pajama. Oh, yeah, definitely. Here we are saving the That'd world the and you're out in your bunny slippers and your your pajama pants. Yep. <laughs> but i think that my summer games t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy. but that was it for me i think on games this week too dude i just yeah it wasn't really a lot because of all the crap and it sounds like the same for you right yep yep well then i think that's easy enough to say that's a weekly episode everybody so because of that thanks everybody for tuning in if you're listening to us right now obviously you really like what you're hearing or you needed something to put on the background. Either way, cool, you're listening to us. But if you want to keep listening to us, the best thing you can do is hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are currently on anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast. Uh, that is, or what is it? The-npcs-podcast, the home of our podcast. There, all the different things we're supported on. Uh, that's, uh, you can find all the links there, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn. God, it's, it's, we're just everywhere. So you got a uh, favorite platform, go hit us up on that. Um, as you just heard, of course, we're doing more live streams as well, too. So if you want to follow those along, we live stream on our Facebook page at the NPCs Podcast. We also live stream on Twitch at the NPCs Podcast and, of course, on our YouTube page at the NPCs. So if you want to find those links, those are also on our Anchor.fm and on our Facebook page, too. Go and follow those around. So that way, when we go live doing a stream of whatever game, you can go ahead and check that out with us. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you all next week. Laters. Laters.